women have been conditioned by society to be, act, and think a certain way. Here at Girls IRL, we encourage women to challenge societal norms and embrace their femininity. With that being said, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Clayton. And oh my goodness, I am totally, completely out of breath right now. You guys have no idea what I've just endured. First of all, it's like 5.40 p.m. right now on a Thursday. I'm getting ready to film and set up my camera because I always set up my camera when I'm recording so that I can do little real snippets or whatever. And so I bought this little adapter thing for my camera that allows me to continue filming without my battery dying so I can like plug it in and it acts as a battery and it's just like a continuous charging whatever so anyways I plug it in and it's working just fine and then all of the sudden something comes up and it says like this battery is not supported and I'm like what do you mean this battery is not supported like it was literally just working five seconds ago so then I take out the adapter I put in my regular battery to make sure that like that battery is good and my battery is like not snapping in how it's supposed to snap in so I don't know if I like pulled something inside if I broke something I don't know but right now my camera is is pretty effed up like I'm so mad right now I'm like fuming on the inside because that camera is expensive and I I've only had it since like December so it's only been like six seven months and I'm just trying to woosah myself so that I can prepare to talk on this episode but I am like so upset right now but I'm gonna get over it I'm gonna take it to Best Buy next week and see what's going on with it because I, I literally don't know what happened one second it's on and working the next second it's like not even letting me put the battery in so whatever anyways that is not what we came here to talk about today today's episode is all about marriage so we're gonna be diving into the history of marriage my thoughts on marriage your thoughts on marriage taking your husband's name not taking your husband's name we're talking about it all today and I'm really really excited for this episode but as always before we dive in head first I'm just going to give you guys a couple of life updates if you follow the podcast Instagram page then you would know my sissy had her baby (laughs) the day finally came she was born on May 31st my sister ended up going into labor at like 2 a.m or something that day and then she didn't have the baby until about 7 30 ish a.m but it's a girl. I did post that on the Instagram story. So if you are a part of our girls IRL Instagram fam, then you already knew this. But if you didn't know, now you know. I'm so excited. I wanted it to be a girl so bad. But I felt like because I wanted it to be a girl so bad that it was going to be a boy. But I'm really happy that it's a girl. And I knew it. I just knew that it was going to be a girl. So her name is Mia Elise. And she was like seven and a half pounds, 21 inches long or something. She was pretty tall and pretty big um but she is literally so cute (laughs) so I'm super excited for my sister I'm just happy that she had a nice safe healthy baby and a good delivery and that everything is all good with that um but besides that I'm like I said I'm filming this on a Thursday I'm traveling this weekend to Alabama for a volleyball tournament I have this tournament and then nationals and I will be officially done with volleyball season and I don't think I've ever been so ready to be done with volleyball season before ever like it is just dragged on for such a long time I am like burnt out at this point but I love my girls I love my girls so much I just I need a break I need summer to be like officially feel like summer and right now it still doesn't feel like summer it just feels like 
I'm just working every day, <laughs> which I know that's like the life of an adult now, but I I don't want that to be my life. So anyways, yeah, I'll be traveling to Alabama this weekend and then I'll be driving straight from Alabama to Mississippi for a volleyball camp. So it's just going to be a volleyball filled week for me, basically, because I don't get back home until next Wednesday. So I'll be gone for like five, six days, which I'm really not looking forward to because I love being home. I like traveling, but I also love being home. Um, and I just feel like Alabama and Mississippi are not like two places that people typically get excited to visit. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, anyways, that's all the life updates that I have for you guys. So we are going to go ahead and get into this episode because we actually have a lot to cover. Like I said, we're getting real about marriage and I just felt like it was fitting because people are getting engaged and married left and right. Do you hear me? I'm like, if I scroll on Instagram one more time and see somebody like future Mrs. whatever, or just married the love of my life life like I literally could freaking puke at how many that I see a day I mean happy for you guys but like I'm just I'm sick of seeing it (laughs) I'm tired of seeing it (laughs) but no seriously I I'm so happy that people are finding love that people are making the commitment and that like people are you know it's something that people look forward to and you know that's nice for them but I took some polls and asked some questions on my Instagram story if you're not following me on my personal Instagram what are you doing? Like, that's where the party is at. But yeah, I took some polls and asked some questions and just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on your view of marriage. Um, So we're definitely going to get into that. You guys gave me some really great responses. I can't wait to get into them. So thank you for coming through because last week was a total disaster. I mean, it wasn't a disaster, but y'all didn't come through. And this week you guys came through. So I'm really excited. (laughs) But before we even get into your thoughts or even my thoughts, I wanted to just touch a little bit on the history of marriage and kind of like just explain some brief history that I found online when I was researching for this podcast episode. (laughs) So there was an article that I found titled The Origins of Marriage, which is where a lot of this information will be coming from. So I'll be sure to link that article in the podcast show notes if you're interested in reading it or, you know, want to see where I got my info from, girly. (laughs) But yeah, as we all know, we live in a patriarchal society, unfortunately. (laughs) So that means women nobody really cared about us at all (laughs) and still don't but yeah marriage was not about love back in the day we were considered men's property all they wanted to do was have children with us preferably sons so that they could carry on the legacy of the family blah 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 like we know this In reading the article, the first thing that they talked about was how old marriage was, and they don't technically know for sure, but the best evidence suggests that it's about 4,350 years old, which I guess if you think about it, really is not that old. I mean, it kind of is old, but it kind of really is not also at the same time. Like, obviously, scientists or whoever figures out this information, anthropologists, I don't freaking know whoever is researching this and like finding this stuff out they obviously know that like there are years that can't be accounted for before but they know that there were still like not necessarily marriage ceremonies happening but they kind of believe that people back then just form like these loosely organized groups and they had like several male leaders and most of these male leaders would like share women and they would have children all together like it was just kind of like sister wives but Not really, I guess. I don't know. They just know that like there were these groups that were formed that were led by these men and they shared these women and they all had these children together, but that nobody was ever really like considered married. The first recorded evidence of marriage that they have 
dates back from, I'm trying to read it, 2350 BC in Mesopotamia. So that's the first ever recorded marriage between a single man and a single woman that they could find. I wonder how that ceremony went, actually. Like, I want to know what was said. Like, did they have vows? Like, did they walk down the aisle? Like, I want to know kind of how it was performed. Like, it would be so cool to kind of see like the very first marriage and how that took place to in comparison to like marriages that take place today because marriages that take place today girlfriend are like extravagant over the top well a lot of them are well the ones that I see on Instagram are I know there are some people who like prefer small weddings but um the ones that I be seeing they are like top-notch extravagant wild crazy things <laughs> but yeah anyways the first marriages that happened you know love was not a big deal and religion was not a big deal so basically, the primary purpose of marriage was to bind women to men and thus guarantee that a man's children were truly his biological heirs. Through marriage, a woman became a man's property. In this betrothal ceremony of ancient Greece, a father would hand over his daughter with these words. I pledge my daughter for the purpose of producing legitimate offspring. That's the only thing that you pledging your daughter for. <laughs> It's the fact that we were literally just used for men to like have sex and procreate with and like give birth to their children. Like, oh, I could not even imagine being a woman back then. <laughs> Anyways, continuing to read among the ancient Hebrews, men were free to take several wives. Married Greeks and Romans were free to satisfy their sexual urges with concubines, prostitutes and even teenage male lovers while their wives were required to stay home and tend to the household. Like the <laughs> it's the sexism for me and there are still men who think like that today like oh I should be able to go out and like do whatever I want with women and like have all this fun and spend all of my time out while you just sit here and take care of the home and like be a good housewife and do your job like absolutely not like this is not whatever year this was BC like I just would would have hated to be a wife at this point in time because they didn't love you they didn't care about you they weren't showing you any affection you were just there like you were just there to serve your purpose and that was it there was nothing in it for you but everything in it for the men Ugh, disgusting anyways continuing on if wives failed to produce offspring their husbands could give them back and marry someone else so now you're telling me if I got infertility issues that I don't know about because back then we don't really have no doctors like going all up in my cooch and like trying to figure out what's wrong with me. If I can't have children, you're just going to divorce me and like <laughs> throw me away because I can't produce offspring. Like, come on now. I just think that is so insensitive. Like as a woman, we already know like our bodies are made to produce life. And like when we physically can't do that, like we're already hard on ourselves as is. So to know that like there were women struggling with infertility and like their husbands would just throw them away. And now you don't have any protection. You don't have anybody like quote unquote taking care of you. Like you're just out on your own because you can't have kids. Like that is just so sad. <laughs> so through the years as like the Roman Catholic church started to grow and become really big in Europe, the blessings of a crease be of a priest <laughs> the blessings of a priest became a necessary step for a marriage to be legally recognized so basically before this point like there was no ceremony there was no blessings of the priest it was not like this huge commitment of like coming before god like you're, basically your family was just giving you away giving you away to another man <laughs> 
But as the church grew and became more prominent, the blessings of the priests became the norm. So because of this, men were taught to show greater respect for their wives and were forbidden from divorcing them because we all know that in the Bible and they say divorcing is a sin, blah, blah, blah. So now y'all men can't just throw me away if I can't produce children or if you just want to go like have sex with prostitutes and concubines all day. <laughs> Christian doctrine declared that the two shall become one. We all know this Bible verse, giving husband and wife exclusive access to each other's bodies. This put new pressure on men to remain sexually faithful, but the church still held that men were the head of the families with their wives deferring to their wishes. So with the rise of Christianity and Catholicism, like clearly men started treating their wives better. They saw it as this commitment to one person and like the two becoming one but they were still the head of the household and they still expected women to do any and everything that they asked. For much of human history, couples were brought together for practical reasons, not because they fell in love. In time, of course, many marriage partners came to feel a deep mutual love and devotion, but the idea of romantic love as a motivating motivating force for marriage only goes back as far as the Middle Ages. Naturally, many scholars believe the concept was invented by the French. 12th century advice literature told men to woo the object of their desires by praising her eyes hair and lips so it wasn't until like the freaking medieval ages that we even started to get compliments from these men <laughs> that is freaking crazy it's the fact that like they literally didn't even have to try at all like we were just given to them like literally the woman got nothing out of the marriage for for years and years and years when women won the right to vote in 1920, the institution of marriage began a dramatic transformation and suddenly each union consisted of two full citizens, even though tradition dictated that the husband still ruled the home. So when we now finally get the right to vote, men realize, oh, shoot, like you're actually your own individual person and like you can make decisions for this country. And now you're an actual full citizen. Like, wow. <laughs> Can't. By the 1970s, the law finally recognized the concept of marital rape, which up to that point was inconceivable as the husband owned his wife's sexuality. See, like that's what's crazy to me is like men used to and still do think that they own our bodies, that our bodies are just there for their pleasure and like nothing else. Like just imagine how many women in history got pregnant when maybe they didn't even want to be pregnant or want to have kids. Like, that's freaking crazy. Or how many women, like, were forced to have sex with their husbands when they really didn't want to or feel like it, but they did it anyways because they had to submit to their husband. Like, it's just crazy. Marital rape is a real thing. Like, and it's the fact that there were laws that literally told women they could not use birth control. So it's like, you're forcing me to have these children, which I guess ain't nothing new, y'all, because we, we still dealing with the same issues today. So I'm gonna just keep on reading. The idea that marriage is a private relationship for the fulfillment of two individuals is really very new. Within the past 40 years, marriage has changed more than in the last 5,000, which that last statement, honestly, like, blew my mind because in the last 50 years like there have been so many laws and so many different outlooks on marriage in the last 40 years than there has been in the last 5,000 and like that just shows how progressive we've been in the last few years but like we also still have a long way to go obviously like we've gone from marriages being arranged in order to like make alliances protect the bloodline like property reasons into now it being this 
really sacred covenant between two people who are committed to each other and who want to put forth their best foot every day and choose each other every day and love each other every day. Like that's a big turnaround from where we started to where we are now. Like literally your husband could have been the ugliest man alive and you had no say so in it. He could have had 20 different wives and you couldn't have a problem with it. And now it's just kind of like we side eye those things, which as we should. And I know that there are still people who practice polygamy and things like that. But like, I'm just glad that it's not the norm now because I could not imagine being a wife back then. I barely can even imagine being a wife now, let alone like 4000 years ago. But yeah, another thing that I learned in my research of this topic was the concept of coverture, which simply just means covered by. So women basically had no independent legal identity apart from their spouse. Goes on to say that the coverage began upon the birth of a female baby who was given her father's surname. And the only way that she could change her name was upon marriage. And she was automatically changing her maiden name to her now husband's name. Coverture rests on the old common law fiction that the husband and wife are one and the one is the husband. And my question is, like, why can't I be the one? (laughs) Like... Why can't I be the one? Like, why can't you take my last name? You know what I'm saying? But this actually brings me to a point that I want to talk about, which is maiden names. Because the more that I think about it, the more that I ask myself, do women truly even have maiden names? Like, if every female ever born has taken her father's last name, that really means that no woman ever in the world has ever had her own last name. (laughs) Like, essentially, women went from being a part of their parents' family to becoming the property of their husband. So, like, from birth, you are, like, deemed owned or covered by a man. And although we don't have, like, that property aspect anymore, we still have this whole, like, gendered notion that women somehow are obligated to take the last name of their husbands. But, yeah, even the word itself, maiden, like, it's such an old word. And it just sounds like... I don't know. It sounds like Handmaid's Tales, like Bridgerton. Like that's what I visualize in my mind when I hear or say the word maiden. So even just like thinking about that word, it just reminds us that like marriage is this social construct that once demanded a virgin bride who was handed from her father's house to her husband's and that the name she had worn since birth like the only name that she had ever known was just thrown away and discarded along with her virginity upon the occasion of her wedding day so yeah not only are you losing the only name that you've ever ever associated yourself with you're also giving up yourself to another person which I'm sure back then they probably didn't even explain to these little girls what sex was because even now today like I never had the sex talk with my parents really but that's another episode topic for another day whatever (laughs) but like I just think about how scared these girls probably were because marriages happen so young like 11 12 13 years old right when you're hitting puberty you're starting your period for the first time you have no idea what's going on you're being taken away from the only family that you've ever known you're losing your entire identity in order to take on somebody else's and and you have to go and like please your husband when you've never even done that before and don't even know the beginnings of how to it's an outdated term the word maiden and i think that it's one that doesn't really describe the reality of our names as women 
like I got my last name from my dad, he got his last name from his dad, and so on and so forth, which, well, my family probably got our last name from our slave owners. But um, yeah, we're not even going to get into that. But I'm just saying like, it's been a part of our lineage and our family for years and years and years. But even though that's the case, there's so many of my female ancestors lineage that has been washed away simply because they decided to surrender their identity by marrying a man and like taking on this new role. And this new identity. Sometimes I think about my mom's maiden name, not very often because like it doesn't come up much. But if I'm like answering a security question or something and I have to type in my mother's maiden name, it makes me realize that I literally know nothing about being a true heel. That's my mom's maiden name, true heel. I don't have any idea the weight that that name holds or how it relates to me, even though it's a piece of my mother. And like eventually many, many, many years from now, the name might not ever be associated with my family ever again. Like, it's just so weird how pieces of people's identity just gets erased when they get married and like they start taking on these new names and then you have sons and now your sons are going to continue their last name. But if you have a daughter, like your daughter is going to take on somebody else's last name. And it's just so weird how like we're all connected, but also not really. And how us as women have to take on this new role into this new family, into this new life and like start building something again. Because like I said, like your maiden name is the only name that you have ever known for your entire life. And you you put in work for that name. You add weight and value and accomplishments and things to that name. And when you decide to like get married and if you do take on your husband's last name, it's not that those accomplishments get washed away. But I feel like it definitely gets forgotten about because you start coming into this new identity and it's just like nobody, nobody ever thinks about or remembers or tries to talk about your life before I don't know it's just it's just weird (laughs) but yeah that's an overview of the history of marriage and maiden names I didn't want to stay there as long as I did but hey whatever that's where we are now but right now I'm going to get into my thoughts on marriage and how I feel about it how my thoughts have changed about it and it's actually changed a lot over the last couple of years (laughs) like growing up I was never really excited about marriage I was not that child who like started planning my wedding day when I was 10 years old I haven't thought about what type of dress I wanted I haven't thought about like a ceremony or like colors for a wedding like I've just never really been into weddings but it was always as a kid something that I knew was going to be expected of me and something that I always thought that I would just do that it would just happen Lucky for me, I actually have an amazing example of a marriage and my parents, and I got to see what a really healthy, successful, loving marriage looked like. My parents got married. I think my mom was 21 and my dad was 22 at the time, and they are literally madly in love with one another. It's actually disgusting sometimes. (laughs) They've been married for, I want to say 29 years because my older sister turns 28 this year. So pretty sure they're going on 29 years in September and they still love each other like they just met from day one like it's actually crazy how much they love each other how much they're joined at the hip how affectionate they are to one another um it's kind of gross to see but also at the same time refreshing and I love their love honestly and they have eight children together so that just kind of goes to show you how much they actually really do love each other but I'm moving on (laughs) 
everybody in my family has gotten married like super young. My mom got married at 21. My older sister got married at, I want to say she was 23. My Nana got married at 17. Like every woman in my family has gotten married in their very early 20s. And I honestly thought that that was going to be me. I at least thought I was going to be married by the age of 25. But like, as we can see, that ship has sailed. (laughs) But really, when I was in my relationship, I was ready to get married. Like I graduated college at 21 and I was ready to like be engaged and start planning a wedding around 22, 23 years old. Not because I was like super eager and ready to be married, but more so because I thought it's what was expected of me. I mean, like we had been together for a long time, uh, three, four years about the time where I was like really seriously considering getting married. We were together for about three or four years And everyone would always ask us about it. They would always ask us about our timeline. And it just felt like it was something that like we just needed to do. But he wanted to wait until he graduated college because he graduated college after me. And basically, I was just kind of like, you know, we can figure it out together. We can live off of love because that's what my parents did. Like, I just had all of these expectations. But I'm honestly so completely ecstatically happy that it did not happen that way. Because I look back at it now and I was definitely in the mindset of like settling and giving up on myself kind of in a sense. Like I always had these big dreams. I always had these big goals, but I never really thought that it would be possible for me. And so by the time I was hitting like 22 going on 23, like I was getting nervous and scared. I graduated college. I couldn't find a real job. I was getting into graduate school. Like I just felt like I needed to settle my life down instead of trying like chase these big goals that I had. Because honestly, I thought that I was chasing like false fantasies and just like empty dreams and desires. But the one thing that changed that for me was when I won Miss Louisiana USA. I was 23 years old and I had just accomplished the biggest thing that I could accomplish for myself at that time. And that's when a light bulb just kind of like went off in my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, everything that I want to do, every dream that I have, every desire, every goal I can actually do it. Like I knew that was the start and the tip of the iceberg for me to step into my greatness. And I realized like I didn't want to be settled down. Like I didn't want to be having to be concerned about playing the role of a wife when I had so many things that I was trying to accomplish. And I realized that like I didn't have to get married young just because everyone else around me was getting married young. Like I could live my life and pursue my dreams and be an individual and not tie myself down to a person so early on in my life where I'm still trying to figure out myself, what I want, what I want to do, like so many different things. So that's kind of when I started having thoughts that hey, maybe I actually don't want to be married. Like I loved the idea of being my own person and being able to do whatever I wanted and not like I said, having to have the job of being a wife and taking care of an entire household. (laughs) I also knew that I wanted to live alone before I got married because as y'all know, I live with my sister. Before then, I've lived with my parents all my life and I've never been an individual. I've never had to like live on my own and do things on my own and have a space to myself. Like I'm just like, I need to live alone before I get married. Like I feel like that is such a prime time for self-growth and self-development. And like 
I feel like I would miss out on so much of that if I did not live by myself at least once in my life. (laughs) But yeah, being 25 and like turning 26 and just now starting to get a steady income and building my savings account and like actually having money, I knew that it would be a while (laughs) before I was ever able financially ready or like mentally and emotionally ready to live on my own and like have an apartment or buy a house or anything like that. So just realizing that and then finding myself like in this seven year long relationship with no real goal or timeline of like when I wanted to get married or if I even wanted to get married or if I even wanted to get married to this person. I had all these goals, all these aspirations, all of these desires as an individual that like I was not even thinking about or considering a union with this person, let alone like anybody Like it literally just got to a point where I talked to my mom and my sister and I was like, I just don't know if I want to get married at all. Like, I don't know if I want this because realizing how big of a commitment marriage is and like how much work goes into it, I just, it scared me. It scared me a lot. And I realized that when I thought I was ready, I actually was not ready. So yeah, I just got to a point where I didn't know if I desired to be married anymore because I was about to be on my boss girl, my boss girl things, you know, like building my empire, building my brand, working on myself, like being that single rich auntie that just travels the world and like does whatever she wants when she wants and who she who she wants. You know, I have an auntie like that now who literally just got back from a trip to the Maldives for her 40th birthday. And I'm just like, this is the life that I have to look forward to. Like I can have my apartment. I can travel. I can like date different men and I can just like live my life and be happy and not be tied down and committed to this one person when I'm still trying to explore and live my life and like have fun. And like I wasn't mad about that, like at all. I was definitely looking forward to like being that single rich auntie, being an individual, like learning more about myself, just really diving headfirst into exploring myself and being committed to myself as an individual instead of committing myself to another person. But (laughs) there's always a but. (laughs) After being out of my relationship for almost two months now, like I'm two months post breakup, I've realized that I do actually still have the desire to be married and to build a life with someone no matter how much I joke about like not wanting to or hating men altogether like I actually really do desire that (laughs) I just know now that like it needs to be with someone that's more compatible with me because my ex and I we were opposites in a lot of different ways and there's nothing wrong with that I think opposites do what can attract and do attract but It just caused us to grow in different directions and it caused us to want different things and to pursue different things. And in the end, like it just didn't work out. So finding someone whose goals align with mine and someone who like fits into my lifestyle, I think is really important for me in order to have like a successful, happy marriage that I want and that I crave. But aside from that, you know, obviously, I do think marriage is a social construct that was originally designed to keep women tamed and to control them and to just own them and have them as property. However, like I stated earlier, you know, the institution of marriage has changed a lot over the years and it's going to keep changing, which is a good thing. I think they can only get better from here. Right. At least I would hope so. But I've also been surrounded by nothing but beautiful marriages, successful marriages. So I do believe in the idea of marriage and I know that it works and I do want to be devoted to one person and like have a family and build my family. 
Um, I'm still deciding on like if I want to keep my last name or take on my husband's last name or hyphenate it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of tricky because I've accomplished so much as a Clayton and I really have like made a name for myself and I carry my name with so much pride. And if you know my family at all in any way, shape or form, like, you know, the last name Clayton it carries a lot of weight around these parts. And like everybody in my family has is just accomplished so much and done so many things. And like, I'm super proud to be a Clayton. And I don't know if I could ever do away with my last name. So I don't know if I want to like have four names and have like Mariah, Michelle, Clayton, whatever. I don't know if I want to just make my my last name, my middle name. I don't know if I want to just hyphenate. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'll cross that bridge when I get there. And I know that I'm not getting to that bridge for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> so I'm not even going to even think about that at all. But yeah, that's definitely something that I'm still thinking about and considering. Um, and I'll just see what happens when, when I meet my husband, <laughs> when we get married. <laughs> but anyways, like that's how I feel. That's my thoughts about marriage. Um, and I really want to get into you guys's thoughts because like I said earlier I did some polls and I asked some questions on my Instagram page and you guys came through with so much good stuff so we're gonna read your thoughts I'm gonna tell you guys the results of the polls and we're gonna get into how y'all feel okay so the first question that I asked and that I was curious about was are you married I wanted to see what percentage of my followers were actually married and what percentage were not married <laughs> so 19% of my followers are married y'all got the ring y'all I got the man you got the fam okay and 81% of y'all said no you're not married and I'm a part of that 81% girl okay it's a hot girl summer actually it's really not for me but um, we're not even going to get into that anyways <laughs> the next question that I asked was do you want to be married and the options were yes no and I'm not sure yet this one didn't give me percentages because it was a questions and it just tells me how many people answered what answer. So 142 of you guys said, yes, you want to be married. 11 of y'all said, mm -mm, no, married life ain't for me. I'm not trying to be married. And then 20 of you guys said, I'm not sure yet. And that's okay because I'm probably in that 20 not 20%. I'm probably in the 20 people. So I'll be 21. That says I'm not sure if I want to be married yet, you know? Okay, so the next question that I asked was, if you are married, did you take your husband's last name? Or if you do want to get married, do you want to take your husband's last name? 84% said yes, I took it or yes, I plan on taking it. 16% said, no, I did not take it and I don't want to take it. I actually thought that the percentage for I don't want to take it or I didn't take it would have been like 5%, 10%. I thought 16% was a lot, actually. So I was really curious about why you guys picked what you picked. So I asked y'all to further explain your choice. So somebody said, I'm going to take my husband's last name because that would be me joining their family in a symbolic way. Um, I don't know if I agree with that because honestly, the symbol is the ring. Like this is me joining your family in the most symbolic way possible. Like me having this ring on my finger is like symbolizing that we're together. I'm a part of your family. Like we are one. Um, so I don't know if I agree with that. Somebody said they hyphenated their last name with his last name. Somebody um, who said they don't want to take the last name said, I just don't like the history and the reasoning 
behind why marriage is a thing, which I can get and understand because like we learned earlier, (laughs) or we probably all already knew this, but women were deemed as men's property. So it's like now that we're in this new day and age and women are figuring out that like they are equal to men and they don't need a man and we are our own individuals. We don't like the reasoning behind why marriage even existed in the first place, honestly. Like, it's just, it's crazy how we were not even considered, like, human. They didn't want to care for us. They just wanted us there. Um, So, I I mean, I definitely get that. Somebody said, no, I'm not going to take my husband's last name because I want to destroy the patriarchy. Yes. (laughs) Um, She said, just kidding. But to be honest, why do we take their last names? I'm my own individual. And I feel like this is what a lot of people said, like, I'm my own individual. I don't want to take my husband's last name. Like, I've worked too too hard. You know, like, I went through med school, not my husband. I did this, not my husband. Um, So, I mean, I definitely get it for sure. And like I said, I don't understand why men can't take women's last names. Like, I feel like with the idea of like same sex marriage being fairly new and like they've had to have those conversations about like whose last name are we taking? Why are we taking this last name? Like, I'm sure those are probably some pretty hard and long conversations to have. Um, But I think it would definitely be interesting if heterosexual couples and relationships had that conversation as well. Like, even considering the possibility of taking a woman's last name. I think I think that would be like really interesting. Somebody said we already had the same last name. So we just worked out in retrospect. I mean, that's honestly <laughs> best case scenario right there. If you just have the same last name and you don't even have to worry about it at all. Like that's honestly a blessing. Oh, somebody said my husband decided to take my last name instead. So like, I wonder how that conversation went. Like, was it just like, hey, have you ever considered like, maybe taking on my last name and like, being totally untraditional? (laughs) Like, I know, I just know that that is probably such a weird conversation, because society has programmed us to assume that like, a woman is just going to take her man's last name. Like, that's just how history has been. Um, But I think that is really cool that her husband decided to take her last name. So really would love to hear how that conversation went. I will take my husband's last name because I feel like it's one example of truly being considered one. Now, I I do get that, like the two becoming one and the one being the man, like whatever. The one can be the woman also. But I do understand the concept of like two becoming one and like having that same name and then your children having that same name. Like I get it and I understand it. But I don't know. A part of me is just like, man, (laughs) we have to destroy this social construct some kind of way. And if we could just start convincing men to take our last names or start creating these untraditional families where like we have different last names and like that's okay and it's normal, then we might be all right. (laughs) I don't know, though. Someone said she took it, but she wishes that she hyphenated it. And see, like, that's where I'm struggling with, too, because I definitely feel like I know that I want to keep Clayton in my in my name. But like my middle name is so special to me because it's my mom's name. So like being Mariah, Michelle, Clayton, whatever. I'm just like, that's a lot. That's a lot of words. But then being Mariah, Clayton, whatever, I still feel like I'm doing away with a part of my identity. And I identify with my middle name so much because, like I said, it is my mom's 
name and it's very special to me. Um, so I don't I don't know, man. I just don't know for me. But I'm I feel like you can go back and hyphenate it if you want to, but I know changing your last name or changing your name in general is like a pain in the butt. Um, so I mean, I know it's definitely possible, but like going through that whole process of again of changing your name, nobody really wants to deal with that. Somebody said, I do not want to take my husband's last name because his dad is not in his life. I've never met his dad and he does not want the last name. So is he going to take your last name, sis? Or like, how are y'all going to do that? But I mean, I do get that. Like if you have a family bloodline that is just like not good no bueno and like you don't want to be associated with that name at all anymore like I totally get that somebody said they took their husband's last name for easier spelling (laughs) that's actually pretty funny so this is something that someone submitted they said got married in October and we've been together for over 10 years I haven't changed my name yet and still hesitant to but I think I eventually will I think part of my slowness to change it is we've been together for so long and I've been myself the whole time so changing it doesn't feel all that necessary for me but he wants us all to have the same name especially for when kids get added to the question Not the question, the equation, girl. (laughs) I can respect that idea. I wouldn't change my name in business, even if I do change it. So I wouldn't lose that, lose it entirely. I think after one, our one year anniversary, I'll be ready to change it. And see, you also have the women who like operate their business as their maiden name and then change their name to their husband's name just for like any other regular purpose, Um, which honestly, I feel like can get kind of confusing because it's almost like you're two different people. Like I just feel like it can be a lot sometimes and almost like you're you have two identities. (laughs) Um, But hey, if it works for you, it works for you. And I know tons of people who do that. So it's definitely not uncommon at all. Somebody also wrote in and said, I have made so many accomplishments and changing the name that made those accomplishments feels almost disrespectful to myself oh I feel that girl I like how female doctors keep their last name in practice even if they are married I saw someone say I went to medical school not my husband but my mind will probably change by the time I get married so we'll see what happens yeah like I said like you when you accomplish and establish yourself so much with like the name that you've been given for your entire life and then you get married and now you have to like drop that not that not that you have to drop that identity but like she said it's almost disrespectful to yourself like you're just losing this part of yourself and it's almost like you lived a different life which I guess is true like you do live a different life before marriage but like I don't know I (laughs) it's so weird to talk about and explain but I feel like us girls like we just get it like we understand like she said her mind might change my mind might change your mind might change but I think like making the best decision for you in that moment is what's going to help you so I think upon looking at the answers from this question I can make the assumption that pretty much almost every woman wants to hyphenate her last name or move her last name to her middle name. Because again, like this is part of our identity and we are evolving as a society and like we don't want to just do away with like our entire family lineage. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with that. And then, you know, there are also the girlies who, you know, just want to drop their name completely and take on that new role of and stepping into that new family, um, which is also fine. So I think that it's personal choice, obviously, like nobody can force you to do anything. Um, But just making sure that you're making the right choice for you and being happy with whatever choice you do end up deciding to make. 
So anyways, moving on to the next question. I harped on that one for a little bit longer than I should have probably. The last question that I asked you guys was how do you view marriage? And we got some really great responses. So I'm going to read a couple of them. And then I need to be wrapping up this episode, girlfriend. I've been here for a minute. Okay, someone said both have to be willing to put in the work every day, whether or not it's easy that day. It's not always 50-50. One picks up where the other lacks that day or season. Complete opposite of what I saw from my parents growing up. I wanted better than that for myself. I mean, I definitely agree. Um, Every day is not going to be a good day. And every day your partner is not going to be able to give you 100% of themselves. Y'all are both working together. Everything's equal. Everything's shared. Everything's divided, blah, blah, blah. But like she said, you do have those days where like you might only be trying to give 25% today and then your partner has to pick up like the slack of the 75% for you, which is a marriage. And, you know, that's working with each other and building with each other and compromising with each other. But I think as long as you give 100% of whatever percent you have for that day, like, I don't think you can ask for anything more from your partner. Like if I one day in my marriage only have 25% to give, like I'm just tired, I'm worn out, I can't do it anymore. My mental is just like not where it needs to be. I'm going to do my best to give 100% of my 25. Like I'm going to give all 25% of what I've got. And I think that once you get that understanding that you're just going to put forth 100% of whatever you have every single day, every single time, like you can appreciate that from your partner. Somebody said marriage is definitely a blessing, but it shouldn't be a goal that has to be obtained. And wow, this is something that I've thought about for such a long time, because I honestly feel like marriage is this big goal that like everybody tries to work towards and tries to obtain. Like you're working your entire life just to be married, just to like have somebody at the end of the day. And I don't know if I completely agree with that. Like I know that you can be successful on your own. Like you can have your own life. You can do your own thing. It's definitely something that can make you happier. It's definitely something that can make your life easier, that can make your life better. But at the end of the day, like I don't think marriage should be a goal that you feel like you have to obtain. And if you don't reach that goal, then like you're a failure to society because that's not true at all. So I love that outlook on it. It does not have to be a goal that needs to be obtained, but it is definitely a blessing and something that's going to add value to your life. But it's not going to make you any less than if you don't get married or, you know, don't decide to make that commitment to someone. So I love that. Somebody said, I view marriage as extremely hard, yet the safest place I've ever known. It's also so freeing if you are with the right person. Yeah, I definitely think like, Marriage is probably one of the most important decisions you can make in your life because it's literally going to dictate what you do with your life and how you live your life on a daily basis. Um, So picking the right person is crucial and like making sure that you are marrying someone who is compatible with you, who you enjoy spending your time with, who like makes you genuinely happy, um, I think is super important because if you marry someone for the potential that they have if you marry someone for like the idea of who that person is like that's not going to work so you just got to make sure that you're marrying the right person and I think that if you do that marriage can be and is like a beautiful happy thing and two people just doing and enjoying life together so somebody said I view marriage as kind of scary to be honest I've realized how much of an institution it is and it feels like a business deal 
I mean, honestly, like it really is a business deal. Like back in the day when marriage started, like you arrange these marriages and you try to hook your daughter up with somebody who like came from a good family, who had a lot of money, who could give you a dowry, like all of these things. And it is an institution that is like based on business deals and like making decisions based off of that. Um, but again, I think that if you marry the right person, it won't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course you guys are going to do business together. Y'all are going to have properties together and like all these assets together, um, and build something together. But if you're with the right person, then I don't think it will feel like a business deal transaction. It shouldn't feel transactional. Like it should just feel loving and happy and like fun and free it should not feel transactional in any way i don't think somebody said they view marriage as controversial in this day and age for no reason other than commitment issues period yeah i definitely do feel like we have a lot of commitment issues as a society um people just don't want to be committed and we live in a very instantaneous world right now where it's like if something isn't fulfilling us in a way that we want to be fulfilled we like quit it and then go right to the next thing that's going to make us have that feeling again um so I definitely do agree with that I don't think that people put in enough time and effort and energy to like work on the commitment that a marriage is um and so when things get hard when the going gets tough like people just quit and they go on to the next person that gives them that rush that feeling those butterflies and then a couple of years with them you lose that and you go into the next um so I definitely do agree that like people have commitment issues and like people don't want to be settled down or tied down because they know that like eventually it's going to become work like marriage is definitely choosing somebody every single day every single moment it's a job and sometimes it can be really hard, especially when somebody getting on your doggone nerves. But again, going back to the right person, you know, in the end that it's all worth it and that you're happier and better off with your person rather than without them. So, yeah, somebody said, I, I feel like it's what most people desire because of certain societal norms. However, I believe most people are just fine with common law or just being together. I agree with that. I see a lot of people who, like my Nana say, they just shacking up, <laughs> but they're moving in together. You know, they're together for long periods of time, like six, seven, eight, sometimes 10 plus years together. And they're not married, but they live together. They've bought houses together. They've bought other things together. Like they act as if they are married, but they just haven't done the ceremony of marriage. But yeah, I do know a lot of people who are just like living together, who have been together for a long time, who probably don't even know if they want to get married. You know, like some people view it as just a piece of paper and not really a big deal. And then you have some people who think it's the most sacred act of all time. Um, so there are definitely two extremes of that spectrum for sure. They said marriage is all about what you and your spouse make of it. Communication is the key. I definitely agree. Like Anything that you do in life is what you make it. If you get married is what you make it. Your job is what you make it. Like how you live your day to day life is what you make it. And if you're putting in the right amount of time, energy, effort, love, care, attention to another person, like it can't do anything but be successful. Um, but you both have to be all in. You both have to be willing to put in the work, even on the days where like it sucks, like y'all are pissed off at each other. Like you have to be willing to make it work at the end of the day and really decide like 
that this is what you want for the rest of your life, regardless of what happens. So I actually have one more that I'm going to read because last week's episode, we were talking about the audacity of men. And I told you guys only got one entry, uh, but actually somebody else wrote in last night and it kind of goes back to our episode last week, but she tied it into the topic of this week. So I am going to read it for you guys. She says, this is for your last podcast, but it kind of goes in with the Instagram questions you asked this week on your story. Okay, very, very, very long story short, I took a DNA test and found out I have never met my real dad. Yes, girl, I did not know I was quote unquote raised by someone who wasn't my dad. I was raised by Tracy until I was nine, but Tracy didn't have the knowledge nor ways to raise my sisters and I, so my auntie adopted us when we were nine. Anyways, I texted my biological dad and was like, hey, you're my dad. What's up? This man had the audacity to say, I knew this day would come. I have been waiting my whole life. Oh, hell no. (laughs) I was pissed. At first, before I messaged him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out and just let him know I exist. Nah, this old man knew I existed and knew I was his daughter and I was pissed, absolutely livid. Why do grown ass men not even have the audacity to admit to their mistakes without someone calling them out? And then he tried to play victim like, let me show you what you needed growing up. Let me be a part of your life. No, ma'am. I went through breakups, flat tires, college without your support. I will go through marriage, birth and death without you too. swear they never grow up. Anyways, my last name isn't even my biological dad's last name. So I'm excited to change my last name to match the one man in my life who has shown me true love, respect, strength and patience. Oh, anyways, that's it. I love your passion and look up to you, by the way. Thank you so much. I love you. Um, wow, that was a roller coaster of emotions right there. I know all too well the story of like taking a DNA test and realizing that like somebody you thought you was related to is not really related to you. My mom kind of had the same thing happen to her. I'm not going to dive into her stories a lot because I don't know if she wants me to share it. Um, but basically the same thing kind of happened with her and she was like in her 40s when she found out. So again, just kind of like realizing going through an identity crisis for sure. Um, but yeah, the fact that like he knew you were his daughter, he knew you were alive and like he didn't try to reach out to you. He didn't make any effort and then tried to play the victim when you reached out to him. Yeah, that's definitely that's not what we wanted from daddy. O, you know, um, but I love that you now have a man who like loves for you, cares for you respects you is patient with you and that you have found your person and you know you want to commit yourself fully to them and so you do want to take his last name and just kind of get rid of the drama that is associated with your maiden name like I totally get that um so I'm really happy that you get to have that experience and that you get to kind of step into your new identity and become your own new person so kudos to you girl and thank you for writing in but yeah this has definitely been a long 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 episode this is probably the longest one I've had in a while and I did it all by myself too I'm gonna have a lot of work to edit (laughs) but clearly at the end of the day like If you decide to get married, if you don't decide to get married, if you decide to take your husband's last name or if you don't like that is completely up to you. And I think that as women, we are 
growing within ourselves and we are demanding what we want and we're not just letting men run all over us the way that they used to. And I love that for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope it made you think about something in a way. Um, Let me know what you guys think about the episode. Leave a review for me. I would love to read them a five star review if you would like. (laughs) I mean, a five star rating, not a review, a five star rating. And then you can write me a review on Apple if you're listening on Apple. Just click the stars, five stars only. I'm just kidding. I mean, not really, but kind of. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling now. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday or whatever day you're listening to this episode. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys on my next episode. No, I will not see you guys. I will talk to you guys on my next episode. Bye. (laughs) 